This is Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions. Here's your host, Mike Boyle. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. Have you ever wondered what it was like to go through a Salesforce implementation? Well, you are about to find out. Today on the podcast, We've invited Advic's Executive Director of Delivery, Jenny Chizuski, to walk us through a Salesforce implementation from initiation to that all-important, and butterflies in the belly, go-live day. Jenny, hi. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, let's go through this Salesforce implementation process. It's the five steps that we here at Advic take our clients through. And it doesn't matter whether you're a new client or somebody who's been with us for previous implementations. So let us start with step number one. Tell us what happens in initiation. So initiation is really our chance to start getting aligned and getting all of our resources and everybody ready to jump into the project. We also like to try to share some content like homework, kind of readiness question type stuff with our customers so that when we have our kickoff and go and start into our next phase of discovery, our customers are more prepared. So on our side, we're assigning a team, making sure we have all the right skill sets coordinated. We're doing a transition with our sales team and then starting to map out some of the upcoming meetings that we're going to have with the client. And then the, the last fa- the last kind of step of our initiation phase is that client meeting where we kick off. Uh, we spend about an hour walking them through the logistics of how the project's going to go, introducing them, confirming an SOW, and then talking about next steps. And I'm sure there's a lot of questions, maybe some little trepidation here and there in, in, in that initial step. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Step two is discovery. What goes on there? Yeah, discovery... I think is my favorite part. It's really our chance at Advic to get familiar with the business and try to understand really in depth what needs to happen to meet your goals for the project. So we're trying to understand what business outcomes you're working towards, what goals and KPIs you had for the project, and then what are the detailed process steps that we need to do to align and get you to those goals. So it's a number of meetings with our team, diving into the details, sharing information, And then our team's kind of going back and and mentally processing all of that and kind of looking at it with a fresh eye so that we can come back and provide a business requirements document and and a presentation of what we heard and make sure that we're all aligned on what we're going to start building out over our uh, next development phase. Which is step number three, development. So walk us through what happens there. So development is when we really get hands to keyboard and start building out what it is that we have agreed to. So we like to try to be agile, but there's so much you can do on the Salesforce platform. That discovery phase really helps us lock in what we need to focus on, again, to get to that primary goal for this project. So our team is then taking everything that we agreed upon in discovery and breaking it out into tasks and sprints so that we can start building it out, but show the customer our progress and get feedback from them every few weeks. So we typically do about two-week sprint cycles where our team will build, present it back to the client. We ask for feedback during that sprint demo, we call it. And we'll take some of that feedback that we get during the sprint demo, incorporate it into the next sprint. But then we also ideally have the customer get in and start testing early because we really want to make sure that they're bought in on the solution. And if there are things that they can identify early that we can make minor tweaks to, 
it makes the process run a lot smoother when we get into full end-to-end testing. Just curious, does a customer ever wonder like how many people should be on their end, on their team? Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, and, and it's kind of an art to find the right number per project and per customer. You don't want to have too few where you miss getting critical feedback from the people who live this every day, but then you don't want to have too many cooks in the kitchen offering opinions and, and maybe getting bored seeing things that that don't apply to them. People then kind of get disconnected and don't stay engaged on the things where we do need their feedback. So we like to try to identify one subject matter expert or SME per area and have that many people involved. And if we need to, we may break out the demos so that there are more specific teams if it's going to be a really large client with a lot of SMEs that need to see specific things. Like some of those people might include like somebody in sales or somebody in marketing or, you know, somebody who would actually be using these um, tools. Yeah, definitely. It really helps to get end user feedback early and often because it, it can sound great from a manager perspective of what you require and what you think you want. But that can sometimes not always equal reality of what people do on a day-to-day basis. So to try to eliminate some of the change management challenges you might have when you go live, it's good to get some people really bought in during that discovery and development phase on what that future is going to look like and make sure that it's really going to work with their daily process so that the next few steps go smoother. Step four in the ADVIC Salesforce implementation process is called final acceptance and training. And I can just imagine right off the bat that that's just filled with a ton of things to go through. <laughs> it is. And, and this is one that we we changed the name of a few years ago, because typically in the, in the industry, you'll hear UAT as this phase of the project. But we really wanted to stress that importance of early feedback throughout the development cycle. So we try to focus on getting that early feedback and then during this final acceptance and training phase, look at that end-to-end, making sure that it works, it ticked all the boxes. And hopefully if we've been doing our job right of testing during development, it's it's less painful. And we're just identifying quick little things that we may need to tighten up to make sure that the whole process is smooth. We also try to kill two birds with one stone, putting our, our test scripts for that end-to-end process together because those are also going to align really closely to job aids or guides that we'll use for the training content that we put together. So our team would also be working on helping to build that out and strategizing with the customer how we want to do training, whether that's going to be train the trainer and the customer then goes and delivers the training, but we provide them with support and preparation? Or is Advic going to help them deliver that training? Either way, it's a really collaborative effort between us and the client to make sure that those get scheduled and get done at the right time for go live and have the right content in them. Then also from a technical perspective, the delivery team, the development team needs to be putting together that deployment package is what we call it. Um, And that's really the technical steps of moving our code and things like that to production and putting it in the system for people to start using on go live day. Which is step number five. And I know you have done many, many, many Salesforce implementations. And I know you've done many, many, many go lives <laughs> slash supports. Do you still get butterflies in your stomach? I mean, that's what, that's what I would, that's what I've called <laughs> this phase, go live. 
Yeah, I do. And I, I always joke with anyone who's on my team that I don't celebrate them until we're three days out <laughs> from our go live because day one is always strangely quiet or people aren't sure if they should bring things up as issues and stuff like that. So you really want to give it a minute to mellow in and for some weird scenario that you didn't expect to pop up. But really, it's just like it sounds. The new functionality is in the system. We don't just end there because we have to make sure that the customer is set up for success. So we have about a two-week cycle. Sometimes it's longer, but we usually aim for two weeks of us being in like hyper care support where we're tracking issues that come in or we're tracking additional training needs or phase two items that have been identified now that people are really out there in the system and using it. So it's always an exciting time, sometimes stressful time, but it's really why we do it. So. And of course, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the, the, the support people can, you know, count on us, you know, being there even after it goes, goes live for them. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a big differentiator and, and something we learned early on in the formation of Advic is that we can't just say that's the drop dead date and we'll see you guys later. You know, we, we need to be there and make sure that people heard everything correctly through training and just be there to just help the team get through those first few weeks of transition. So it's a really important time that we found and we have for a number of years now incorporated it into our process. So um, the Advic Salesforce implementation, five steps, initiation, discovery, development, final acceptance and training, go live, support. Jenny Chizuski, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us today. I, and I'm sure those listening have really got a much better appreciation for all that goes into a Salesforce implementation from initiation to butterfly day, go live day. <laughs> so, thanks, Jenny. Appreciate awesome. you being here. I appreciate it, Mike. Have a good one. And I will be putting a ton of helpful resources about Salesforce implementations and some of the things that we discussed here in this episode in the episode's show notes. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, obviously, you can reach out to us via the podcast page, and we'll be happy to get back to you about anything regarding a Salesforce implementation. Hey, if this is the first time that you've listened to our podcast and you like what you heard, well, please make sure that you... Let everyone on your family or friend list or Salesforce compadre list know that we're here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora. I mean, wherever wherever you can get a podcast, you can find us. And also, Facebook has made podcasts available on business pages, so you can look for our Facebook page and just look for our podcast only on the mobile app right now on Facebook, but they'll get to the desktop at some point. Just search for Advictorium Solutions. Oh, and remember, you can also tell your smart speaker to play Salesforce Simplified, the Salesforce Simplified podcast from Advic. And lastly, if you happen to be a podcaster and you're looking for guests to speak on your podcast about all things Salesforce, MuleSoft, or technology in general, you just visit the Contact Us page at advic.com and we'll put you in touch with an advic team member for your podcasts next episode. I'm Mike Boyle from advic. Thanks for joining us for today's Salesforce simplified podcast. And as always, our next episode is just around the corner. You've been listening to Salesforce simplified the podcast from ad Victorium solutions. <laughs>